Join us as we dive into the controversial world of what it means to be hashtag actually inclusive in the autistic community. Is it okay to like the puzzle piece symbol? How should we respond with those who disagree with our views? And why is it so hard to get along? Today, we'll revisit the debate and share new insights. Welcome to Embracing Autism, a podcast for parents of autistic children seeking advice and support while spreading awareness and acceptance of autism spectrum disorder. I'm Leah. And I'm Matt. And each week we will discuss our journey with autism and talk about how to embrace your child's individuality while providing guidance, tips, resources, and sharing our personal stories. This is Embracing Embracing Autism. Autism. Man, can we just talk about like butterflies and rainbows and nice cups of coffee or something? I feel like we try. We try to stay positive and we try to talk about the lovelier side of things, but unfortunately... The world of autism brings with it a lot of controversy. And I feel like this is something that when you are in kind of like the prominent eye, like we are as a small mom and pop organization, but we still make a splash enough to, you know, get people's attention. And so this topic tends to come up frequently just because when you are in the spotlight, you tend to attract more controversy. And I feel like that's kind of what's been happening with us. What would you say, Matt? I was going to say, I mean, generally we're we're pretty easygoing people. I mean, we're kind of a like you do you kind of thing. I mean, again, we started the whole, I mean, podcast for the purpose of giving our insight, tips, support. I mean, basically just trying to build a community that can kind of help one another out. We're trying to push hope, trying to help one another. In some cases, love. I mean, we love our <laughs> We our sound like hippies our, from the 70s. <laughs> but I mean, generally, I mean, we get along with, I mean, pretty much everyone we talk to. I mean, we, we don't have any hostility or any like anger. I mean, I'm right now, I'm just, I don't know, cool as a clam. Is that an expression? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hope that's not an expression. That's a weird expression. Oh, cucumber, cucumber, not a clam. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I got my food groups mixed up. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> we try to just be uh, a lighthearted conversation in the podcasting world where we try to be upbeat and support others around us as best we can. Um, but obviously, sometimes we have to trek through questionable territory of sorts, but. We wanted to bring up this topic. I know that we have touched on it some in previous episodes. I think maybe it was season one that we did like a dedicated episode about the landmines in the autism community to kind of help parents navigate that. But there's something that just keeps coming back up that for me personally, I find bothersome in the sense that to me, part of our mission with embracing autism and autism wish is that concept of embracing autism. And what that means to me is embracing autistic people and those within the autism community, including parents and caregivers, for who they are and what they're trying to do. Parents are always trying their best to help their kids out. Those autistic individuals are often trying their best to advocate for other autistic individuals in the community. And what I've seen, and honestly, we've been on the receiving end oftentimes because we take kind of a middle-of-the-line approach, is kind of this turf war, it seems like, between different thoughts or different sets of opinions on the autism spectrum in a sense, but it's more like the spectrum of the belief system. And what I've noticed is that as a community, if we continue to go down that path where we are fighting over what symbol represents autism, if we're fighting over whether or not a certain therapy is beneficial or harmful for our children, 
I'm not saying not to discuss these things. These are important topics, and every person's entitled to their opinion. I completely respect that. But if those are the battles that we're choosing to fight, if that is like the hill that we're going to die on, then we're going to miss the much more critically important battles, things like getting access to services for our children, whether it's in school, outside of school. What do you do when your kid is, you know, severely disabled? You're a parent who's aging and you have nowhere to place your kid. You don't have a guardian. You don't have a support system for what happens after you die. These are bigger questions and bigger topics that I feel like as the autism community, we should be uniting over like both sides of the argument, whether you prefer a puzzle piece or a infinity symbol or whatever it may be. We are doing more harm than good towards the autism community if we're not trying to find those things that we have in common and fight for that common good rather than focus and nitpick on things like semantics or personal opinions, honestly. If you are focusing so much on a symbol versus focusing on the individual, which is the important piece, I mean, you're missing the entire point of what community is about. If we can basically just say, oh, everyone that's in this camp thinks this exact same way, that is a great disservice to half the people that are thinking that way. I mean, I can't remember who said it, the the common uh, phrase that's uh, famous saying, when you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person because everyone is different. If you're doing this whole thing of, oh, you're in that camp because you like this versus this other symbol, you're focusing on people as objects, not as individuals. And I feel like that's an absolutely disservice to trying to find out what makes each individual different and trying to build a stronger community all around. Yeah, it's really, really important to look at each autistic person as an individual. Every individual has their own opinions, their own life experiences, They have their own thoughts. They have their own goals and dreams. And I don't think it's fair to just clump everybody into the same group because we all have the same label. That's completely unfair and does a complete disservice to the community because you cannot ever reach a goal of 100% agreement. Like that's just completely unrealistic. And it's not a goal that anyone can achieve in any area. You're not going to be able to get everybody to agree that your favorite color is green. You're not going to get everybody to agree that Hawaiian pizza is better than pepperoni. Like, it's just never going to (laughs) happen. I'm already losing on that battle, aren't I? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Sorry. uh, (laughs) Did I just scar you a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, fruit on pizza, like... That's another debate, but I know I can't convince you. And if I can't convince one person, how am I supposed to convince Uh, everyone? The world, right. Yes. (laughs) And so I feel like that is like no different when it comes to these types of debates, when it comes to discussing honestly intricate things, because when it comes to the autism community, when it comes to autism spectrum disorder, we're not just talking about opinions of, oh, I just have a preference for this design over that one. We're talking about much more deeper rooted issues on both sides. And that's something that kind of gets lost in translation. As a society, we have to work more on empathy and being willing to accept that it's okay if somebody thinks differently than you. It's okay if somebody experiences things differently than you and that we should be able to still have a dialogue without getting heated and without automatically demonizing the other person. If we disagree, that doesn't make you a horrible person because we disagree. How can we expect the rest of the world to embrace autism 
if we ourselves can't even reach across the aisle to someone who thinks slightly different than us and embrace them, we're, we're in the same camp. Arguing and fighting over symbols is just kind of trivial. There are so many more important things that we can focus on as a group than arguing about symbol. And sometimes, I mean, the symbols are outdated too, but that's, I mean, beside the point. If you're not willing to help improve the situation, improve the community, build each other up rather than trying to tear one another down, then you're not really doing any good. I mean, you're just kind of spreading hate and you're doing the opposite of trying to spread awareness. You're basically alienating and fighting against your own community. It's counterproductive. Yeah, I honestly think it's counterproductive to spreading autism awareness and acceptance because what are we really gaining in the autism society by fighting each other? What are we really gaining by policing what people can and can't say, what symbols can and can't use, what labels they can and can't use? We're not really, as autistic individuals, gaining more access to services. We're not gaining access to shorter wait lists for appointments by that. We're not gaining financial access to government grants that can support our children. Like, none of those really critical things that would help us for real in life effectively with ourselves and our diagnosed children are going to come from squabbling over semantics. And so that's something that I find personally frustrating because there's so much good that we can do if we can put aside our differences and come together towards the same goal. Imagine if everybody could basically say, you know what, I strongly believe that the puzzle piece is a horrible symbol, it's infantilizing, whatever it may be. But you and I both agree that autistic individuals are not getting enough service access. So let me set that aside. And I know I disagree with you, but since we both have this common goal, I'm willing to work with you hand in hand so that we can go to our local government and start advocating for getting these services or advocating for getting these grants. Imagine what the world would look like if we could kind of set aside those differences in order to achieve that common goal. If you think of like shoes, okay, you have two shoes, different symbols or whatever, and we're arguing about like which foot to put them on. It's just, just put them on a foot and just start walking. I mean, to make progress. Okay. Yeah. You might be stumbling a little bit, but I mean, at least you're making progress as far as fighting for community, what you need as far as the resources, as far as funding, going to your local or state government, advocating, trying to speak to people who actually make decisions and trying to get real change versus just, oh, we're going to argue with someone on the internet and go back and forth. And then at the end of the day, nothing changes. I mean, if we all work together and keep working our way, we kind of get to where we're going. One of the things that gets lost when you hyper-focus on the smaller details that are honestly more opinion-based than like factually based, you lose the intent behind what that other person is trying to do or the intent behind what that organization is trying to do. And if you lose that intent, you might accidentally be stopping really good things from being done. One of the things that I can think of that happened with us recently is one of the programs that we run is the Valentine's Card Drive. And this is when we essentially give Valentine's cards to kiddos, autistic kiddos in the United States, mostly because a lot of these kiddos are socially isolated. And we put a message in each of those cards that says, you know, you are loved just to let them know, hey, somebody out there is thinking about you. That's something that we do that for us is very meaningful and truly comes like from love from our hearts for these kids. And somebody commented because we received a donation. And I mean, I am so appreciative of every donation that we receive. 
And we received a donation of stickers that had puzzle piece symbols on them. And we have made very clear as an organization, our personal preference is using the gold infinity symbol. And the reason why we prefer that is because I'm very like scientifically oriented. And there have been studies done that show that just in general, the puzzle piece is received psychologically in a negative light. Not necessarily for the reasons that people say, but just psychologically when someone sees a puzzle, they tend to assume that this must have some sort of negative connotation. So for me, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Therefore, I prefer the gold infinity. However, I feel like everybody has the right to choose what represents them best. And especially autistic individuals have a right to represent themselves in the way they see fit. I don't feel like anybody should really be policing what other people choose to represent themselves in that way. And so we got this puzzle piece sticker donation. And I, of course, am appreciative. And I'm like, well, I posted it on Facebook and I'm like, hey, thank you so much to whoever sent this because it was anonymous. And I wanted to thank them. And immediately that post started getting bombarded with all sorts of like hateful comments and all sorts of people saying like, oh, you're a Nazi for supporting this. There's a prominent social media page that shared that post and started having 16,000 followers attacking our page, calling us hateful Nazis for all this stuff. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself. Do they not see the wonderful, beautiful intent behind this that we're trying to spread love to these children who are otherwise not receiving that? It was just like another reminder of like how much work is still left to be done in the community and like how far behind we still are when it comes to this journey towards true autism acceptance. Who are we to basically tell a person if they want to rally behind the puzzle piece? And when we say the puzzle piece, we mean the brightly colored puzzle piece, like rallying behind that. If that is like your token for your family and you guys find that as far as like hope and the bright colors, as far as pushing forward and just like working together as a team, who are we to say like, oh no, you can't do that. We're not those people. We're pretty much kind of like a hands off. But yeah, it was just very interesting to see that rather than moving on with their day, if they didn't have anything nice to say, because we're trying to help out and make these kids feel like they belong and that they're receiving something special that's just for them. They want to kind of tear it down a little bit. And I mean, it also creates just a, I think just a kind of a negative stereotype all around because if you're basically just saying oh anyone that uses the puzzle pieces all these x y and z horrible people you're just creating a negative stereotype of all the people that don't think that way i mean it's no different than the stereotype of like oh every autistic must love trains i mean we we have two children and how many trains have we purchased Leah? Like, <laughs> neither zero? of them like, like trains yeah because neither of our two autistic girls like trains so why would we fill in the, the stereotype of they have to have a train birthday party because that's what you do it's just a just negative stereotype without actually doing the work to look into the people that like the puzzle piece why they like it and even as far as like the history behind the puzzle piece because it has changed quite a bit from what it was originally created for and i mean we've spoken at length with individuals who were on uh, the committee who founded the new puzzle piece that had replaced the old one and what their thoughts were and why they created it and it isn't made from hatred or any disdain or anything regarding autism it's kind of more of a hopeful one or that was their intent when they were creating it. So, I mean, I think it has a very interesting history, but I mean, at the end of the day, the people who created it are saying, this is the reason why it was created. And then you have this whole other community who's basically saying, no, that's not right. We're not interpreting it that way. And then they kind of go off running and 
saying whatever they want. Yeah, and we did do an interview with that individual. That was Thomas McKean. You can listen to that podcast episode. It was released a couple months ago. But he goes through the entire reason why it was created the way it was and what the symbolism is behind it. And it was out of good intent. It's something that to me is really important is assessing the intent of somebody's words and actions. What you see and what you interpret as a fallible human being is not necessarily the reality of what the other person was trying to say. And the other problem with that is autistic individuals like myself and others, that is one of our key traits. Like that is one of the challenges that we have. We have a hard time interpreting other people's intent, other people's meaning behind their words. And so it gets into like tricky territory because how do you effectively communicate this with individuals whose part of our diagnosis is, in fact, that we have a hard time interpreting these sorts of difficult conversations. So that's like a whole thing that, you know, we have to figure out as a society to navigate. But there are some things that we can do. And the first one is, number one, not assuming intent behind what people say without really clarifying that. So not assuming that there's negative intent when more often they're not, there's positive intent. And this goes for both sides. So even if it's like somebody I disagree with, I try not to just like jump on them and I try to think about, okay, this must be coming from like a good place, but like, what is it? What are they trying to get across? That's really hard to do because it's kind of like a self-check. So that's probably the hardest piece, but I think it's like a really important part. Even if you're not sure as far as someone's intent, I mean, you could also ask and be like, oh, I'm very curious to find out what your reason was for doing this. Hopefully, most of the time people will be willing to engage, hopefully engage in a civil conversation. I mean, sometimes things get dicey, but I mean, yeah, I find uh, trying to just assume someone's intent without actually finding out what the reason was behind it, if there was any hostility or malice. I mean, I find that that is probably a good place to start just from a basic foundation to be able to uh, kind of build a better understanding of that person and the reasons that they do the things they do. So that's one of the options of how we can approach this conversation. Another thing that we can do is learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. If we are engaging with people who disagree with us, Learn to be okay with the fact that maybe they don't agree with us, maybe they never will, and still find a way to be able to bridge that gap and find what you have in common. Try to find a way where you can still be at least amenable or courteous with each other at bare minimum, but definitely, definitely find a way where you're not finding that you feel like if somebody disagrees with you that you just feel the urge to like attack them. That's really, I think, the challenging part as a society as a whole, and this isn't just in the autism community, we've had a little bit of a societal collapse when it comes to negotiating conversations. And oftentimes, whether it's in the autism community or not, as a society, we're having a hard time disagreeing in a civil way. I've noticed that that's been like a trend that people are getting extremely passionate about their own views, which there's nothing wrong with. You can be passionate. I mean, clearly we're passionate. We've started a podcast in an organization. But you got to be okay with being able to disagree with the person and let that person have their opinion. Let that person have their belief system. And of course, there's always room for conversation. The most interesting conversations and the most growth that people can have is when you have people with different opinions in the same room. That is the only way that we as a community can grow is if we have people who disagree talking to each other civilly in the same room. 
If it's just an echo chamber, there will be no progress because everyone will just smile and nod. Right. No, I definitely think that, I mean, you have to have some difficult conversations. If someone disagrees with your personal opinion, that doesn't mean your opinion is any less valid than theirs. It just means, okay, you're not seeing eye to eye on this one area. What areas can you see eye to eye? How can you work together to build the relationship in the areas that you do have things in common? Both sides have a lot in common. They're both advocates for autism. That's a huge world. There are so many different avenues that you can try and incorporate. Recently, we were trying to work with a, a group that wants to do more social play. And we love the idea of being able to engage and work with a social environment because various therapies, it's very one-on-one -on -one just because of how insurance works. They can't really incorporate more than one child. So if you're able to have a group of kids working together and learning how to play together. And that's a bonus. That's one specific area as far as local and state governments for funding for resources and health insurance, uh, trying to get them to recognize various types of therapy as actual therapy. Uh, I mean, there's so many different avenues that everyone can be like, yeah, we agree on 90% of the other things. Let's work on those and leave the differences by the side. And we'll visit that another day. Exactly. If the only way you can achieve your goal or mission is by tearing down another person, tearing down another organization, tearing down another community, then you're not doing it right. Because there should be no circumstance where the reason and the way that you solve your problem is by a destructive force in which you basically pulverize someone else or something else. There's got to be a better way. There has to be a way we can build toward a future as a community without tearing each other down and instead finding a way where we can build each other up or find a way where we can fill in the gaps that we at least have in common and start from there. And then we can work on the other stuff later or shelf it for later, but really work on the things we agree with. And some of those things are, for example, the policing problem with autistic individuals. I know in our local area, there's an organization that goes around to our local police stations and gives them trainings on how to identify a person who's autistic and perhaps having an autistic meltdown so that they then know how to engage with them. Because an autistic adult who might be on the more severe end, he could be like a bulky 300 pound, six foot three guy, but to a police officer might appear like maybe he's under the influence of something, but really he's autistic. He just loped and is very overwhelmed and stressed. And so this is something that, you know, the police need more training on to identify, to be able to avoid something very serious from happening. That is an issue that both sides should clearly be able to agree on. And this is something that we could use as like a starting point for a conversation, a starting point for a movement. So why don't we shelf the ideas of labels, symbols, and these other things that really aren't as impactful to day-to-day -to -day situations or day-to-day -day things that impact the autistic community and focus on more of those important real-world situations that directly are impacting the community. Yep. Can't argue with that. I mean, making good progress for better resources, better education, just all around better funding in general. I mean, I'd be very surprised if anyone in the community is opposed to any of those. I mean, that's 
right there. That is everyone's focus or should be everyone's focus because I mean, it brings a greater quality of life for, I mean, the community as a whole from there, you can actually hopefully work closer and trying to build a relationship, not within the, the autistic community, but as far as the community at large, I mean, your local city, town, wherever you live, because it will hopefully bring about a better understanding of the struggles that autism brings and the challenges that go along with it. Yeah. So if you are listening to this and you are an autistic person or a parent to an autistic person, I just want you to listen and understand that it is okay for you to have your own opinion. If you value something that somebody else doesn't value, that's okay. Everybody is allowed to have their own individual thought and their own individual opinion. Now, if you go out then and then like harass somebody because they don't have the same opinion as you, like that's, you know, something else. But if you are like me, like I'm diagnosed autistic, I don't have a problem with the puzzle piece symbol. It's not my preference, but I don't have a problem with it and I don't have a problem if somebody else uses it. And so I personally am not going to go around telling anybody like, hey, you can't use that because to me, that's an individual choice. If it means something to you, then that's up to you. And I think that we just as parents, if we're on the receiving end of being attacked, I know it's really difficult because like I said, we've been there. We are often the target to a lot of the harassment just because we are known for our podcast and our charity. But we got to really start to stand up for ourselves a little more because what happens is if you give in and you kind of give some leeway to being bullied or being harassed over your opinion, we'll start expressing ourselves less. We'll start essentially becoming less of who we are, which means we will not be able to fight the fights that we want to be fighting. We won't be able to do our advocacy work as effectively because we have to constantly worry about whether or not we're pacifying people who may or may not disagree with us. And that makes it extremely difficult, if not impossible, to navigate this mission. What we like to do is be conscious and aware of how people may be feeling about certain things we say and we do. And we try to be as respectful as possible. But at the same time, we are not going to give in on our values or what we actually believe in. And I think that staying true to your values is really important. We kind of keep the course and focus on spreading kindness, love, hope, resources, to the community at large and hopefully we can keep working and uh going where we're going yeah so i mean a lot of people tuned into this conversation i'm really interested to hear there's lots of comments i want to see them coming in where do you stand on the issue of autism representation and this diversity of thought have you or your child been personally impacted by the controversies surrounding autism we mentioned a couple of topics but there's honestly a lot of them And if you have, share your story with us in the comments on YouTube or Facebook at Autism Wish. Let us know because that helps us build that sense of community and really understand that, you know, our story is not just our story. It might be your story. And we're really interested to hear more about that. We're going to wrap up now, but don't forget to become a member today at AutismWish.org for exclusive access to our private Embracing Autism community where you can help support our mission while finding your tribe. I want to thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see you all next week. And again, leave those comments because we're really interested to hear your story. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye. 
This has been the audio from the Embracing Autism podcast live stream series. Please check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at autismwish to catch these shows live. Otherwise, stick around next week for our next episode. This is Embracing Autism.